0: desert diaries hello arizona calling oh and breathe so a full week and a bit in our new house and while i'm still opening up boxes to find the lid to a biscuit tin but no biscuit tin and i'm still at least one shoe short oh we're getting there And it's slowly starting to feel like home. It's just lovely. I really don't know where the last week has gone, actually. It's blown by in a flurry of unpacking and catching up on work and filling out a gazillion change of address forms again. We decided to forward all the mail from our old address to a PO box. The thought of the evil one having a sniff of our new address. Well, that was just too much to deal with. So we've rented a box in a nearby post office. And I do feel like a spy every time I go and open it up, expecting to find a velvet pouch of diamonds instead of another credit card bill. Oh, well. The United States Postal Service is actually really good. It costs nothing to have your mail forwarded, unlike, I think, about the £80 out to spend in England. You can also send them an email to pause delivery at a moment's notice of up to a month if you're going away on holiday, for example. Again, it's free. There's also a neat little tool called informed delivery that you get, well, guess what, for free. I'd forgotten that I hadn't mentioned this to you, actually, until this week when my mum asked me. Has Dave's birthday card come yet? It's his birthday on Saturday the 20th. Don't make a fuss. And I said, oh, no, no, it's not not turned up yet. Well, it may be in today's post, she added. No, I said, it's not. I thought your post hadn't come yet. No, it hasn't. So how do you know whether the card's going to be in the post for today? Aha, because of informed delivery. So basically every day, and I have no idea how this is in any way cost effective for the post office, I get an email from USPS which shows me a scan of everything that I'll be getting in the post that day. So I can go, oh, that's my dad's birthday card because I'll recognise his writing on the front. Obviously, the credit card bills are always in there and a flyer for a gym membership and all those other exciting things we get in the post. I don't even have to walk to the end of my driveway to open up the mailbox and have a look. The ultimate in never having to leave your sofa. Only in America. I love it. <laughs> so, my new address is now North Phoenix. Or, as somebody told me this week, this bit is apparently also known as Paradise Valley Village. Confusingly, nowhere near. Paradise Valley proper, so there you go, blah. We're quite near the 51 Freeway now, which is an artery road that runs vertically down the middle of Phoenix, so we can get into the city centre fairly easily as well. We jump on at the brilliantly named Thunderbird Road and rattle downtown as the road cuts its way through the mountains. It's a beautiful drive. Ace. I did venture out to meet a friend for coffee this week, and as I haven't been out a huge amount, seeing people standing six feet apart in queues and masks on, it's still, I don't know about you, it still feels surreal, yet bizarrely normal at the same time. Now when I'm leaving the house, I'll say to the kids, have you got both your shoes? Yeah, have you brushed your hair? Yeah, have you got a water bottle? Yeah, have you got your mask? It's just become part of the routine, hasn't it? One person who does not wear a mask in public, of course, is the great orange leader himself, President Trump. Now, against all kinds of advice, he's holding a huge rally indoors in Oklahoma this weekend. Masks, absolutely not mandatory. Yet the president has said, I'm not concerned about people getting coronavirus. Now... Take that as you will. Either he doesn't think it's a risk for thousands of people to be crammed indoors together in a pandemic without masks, or he doesn't care if they do get sick. I don't know which one he means. You have to make your own mind up. What has been reported is that every person who attends has to sign a disclaimer that if they do get coronavirus after the rally, the president cannot be held accountable. Make of that what you will. Talking of politics, the primaries for the election for the Arizona State Senate are taking place in August and the campaigns have already begun on TV and they are mystifying actual personal attacks on candidates. Wildly different claims about their behaviour. It is utterly confusing. Take the Republican Party senator, Martha McSally, case in point. I always see TV spots about her when I'm watching the local news in the evening. Martha McSally cares for American workers, says one. She cares about the healthcare of people with pre-existing conditions. People are kind of obsessed with pre-existing conditions out here because, say, if you've got a pre-existing condition like diabetes, like you're living with cancer, it can be really, really hard to get health insurance that covers the thing you need healthcare for. Yeah, mind-boggling, right? Anyway, I'm digressing. So, she cares about the health care of people with pre-existing conditions. She's fighting hard to bring jobs to Arizona. The very next ad, Martha McSally doesn't care about the health insurance of workers, especially those with pre-existing conditions. That's why she voted to take it away. She doesn't care about all workers in the state being treated equally. Again, as I said, these ads are literally back-to-back. (laughs) Is she for or against American workers? Is she for or against people with underlying health conditions? One of those ads is lying. I have no idea which. I'm sure a lot of people who can actually vote probably have no idea either. And when facts don't form the basis of a political campaign, or at least a political ad, how the heck do you decide how to vote? In the world of spin that we all live in, do facts change minds anyway? Or do people just vote with their gut? I don't believe anything I hear about Trump being a liar and a bully, said one voter on TV this week. Those Democrats make all that up. I don't believe that Trump has America's interests at heart. I think he's a liar and a bully. Those Republicans just make all that up, said another person ten seconds later. I suppose in a country where so much of the news is more like an infomercial for one political party or the other, and social media is brimming with fully paid-up bots... How the heck do we ever drill down to the truth? I heard a loud narrative this week that Black Lives Matter was a left-wing plot constructed to overthrow the very essence of the American way, whatever that is. And it reminded me how the civil rights movement of the 60s and Dr. Martin Luther King himself was painted for decades by large swathes of the government and the media as a communist plot to, guess what, overthrow the very essence of the American way. Hmm. What I do know is that things are going to get very interesting Or very nasty depending on your point of view Once the presidential campaign really gets underway in the next month or so For a couple of weeks there was a chance the Republican Party convention Was going to be held here in Phoenix But Jacksonville, Florida has just been announced It was due to be held in North Carolina But when the mayor there refused to scrap social distancing rules As Trump had requested Well, the president pulled the plug That's the story according to a group of senior Republicans anyway. So, it's a Trump-free summer here in Phoenix after all. I'll see you in the desert.